This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Wednesday, April 6th. The regular season is winding down. And today we're going to look at some late season trends, including a very serious hot streak from Jalen Green of the Rockets and what this might mean for next year. One of the newest Sacramento Kings is making some noise. We'll have some Toronto Raptors talk, playoff teams to fade, and more coming up over the next 25 or 30 minutes or so as we welcome in our first guest, Ryan Knaus, or should I say the freshly minted 30 deep champion in the 30 team fantasy league 30 deep ryan you just cut down the nets how do you feel that was a a great introduction matt thank you i couldn't have said it better myself um no it was great hey i've I've been in the 30 deep finals which is a 30 team industry league been in the finals three times now i lost the first two times including once to you, Matt. So thank you for that St- loss that still stings. You didn't lose to me. You lost to Aaron Brooks of the Denver Nuggets <laughs> That's true. that time around, I think. An incredible late season waiver ad. Yeah. Uh, but no, it feels great. It's always tough to win a 30-team league. But hey, pocketing that trophy and moving on, we got some DFS to talk. Other managers are still trying to win. Pocketing that cash, by the way, pocketing that sweet, sweet cash. Oh, wait, there's yes. no money in that league. It's one. Of, it's like the purest <laughs> fantasy league that there is. There's no money on the line yeah. or anything. It's just a tr- pure pr- pride yep. trophy. Amazing. Just pride. You get, you get to tweet about it if you want and then talk about it on a pod yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, But I wanted to talk about the Raptors, who after clinching a top six seed last night, they are now guaranteed to avoid the play-in tournament. Um, That gives them at least six days of rest after the end of the regular season. But that maybe isn't enough for the Raptors and coach Nick Nurse. Nurse mentioned yesterday that he may find opportunities to rest. This is a quote from beat writer Josh Lewenberg. Uh, to rest his banged up regulars over the final three games. They'll do an inventory of the various bumps and bruises on Wednesday to determine who could use a night off or two or three. Now, that last part was just uh, added on by Lewenberg, but it makes sense because you're talking about some of the biggest minutes guys in the league. Go on, Matt. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm kind of amused by the image of the inventory. Like I'm picturing Nick Nurse with like actually a a stethoscope or like the doctor's gear kind of checking out people's <laughs> knees and stuff like ooh, there's a bit of a bump and bruise there that might be a night off Let's right move on to siakam okay sorry yeah no that's a good point that the the language is vague enough that you've got some real injuries like fred van vliet is dealing with a right knee injury that first popped up mm-hmm. in our player news back on february 15th it's cost him eight games it's clearly a right. real injury he said that he powered through it to avoid the play-in now they've done that Seems like a pretty easy shutdown candidate to me for the mm-hmm. final three games. Then you've got OG Ananobi. By the way, Van Vliet tied with Pascal Siakam for most minutes played per game in the NBA. So let's not forget that context. Uh, then you've got OG Ananobi, who is a lowly eighth in minutes per game. Uh, but he's missed 22 games and counting this season. He had a left hip injury, a fractured finger. Now he's currently out with a bruised thigh that's cost him a couple games. 
another player I assume will just be shut down. Uh, that gives instead of six days rest before the playoffs, it'll give you a full 10 to 11 days. Um, right. But then you've got guys a little, little shakier. Will they rest? Won't they? Pascal Siakam, I mentioned 38 minutes a game tied for first in the league, but he's healthy as far as we know. I haven't seen a single injury appended to him beyond illnesses uh, since he returned from shoulder surgery. And then kind of ditto for Scotty Barnes. Com seems completely healthy since a wrist injury in January, but he's 16th in the league in minutes at 35.5 per game, easily most among rookies. So maybe they just want to rest these guys, especially since there's not much to be gained. They're sixth. They could move up to fifth or vice versa, I believe. But their first round opponent isn't really theirs to decide because there are three teams tied for second behind the heat currently. So they can't even really dictate their fate. They've got all these guys who have had huge workloads. Some of them have injuries. All four of those guys, I think, probably will be rested. I'd be fine personally outright cutting Van Vliet and Ananobi today. If games played are, are absolutely necessary for you and uh -huh. you're trying to max them out in a roto league, I, I don't think there's a reason to wait. I see very little cause for optimism here but you may have a different opinion matt i know you've got some some nick nurse faith no no i i just don't like hitting that button until i know for sure i think as soon as i saw one of those guys ruled out i think i would do it i think i would wait until we have because we don't have confirmation right we just have kind of this vague uh we're checking out the bumps and bruises report right correct and and yes, Ananobi hurt, so that one seems safer than Van Vliet. I just won't, I would just want to double check. Maybe I would just want confirmation they're going to miss one game, and then I'm making the move. That's just me, though. No, that's a very wise word of caution. I'm I'm out here ringing alarm bells left and right. So let's go. We should wait wait to ensure that that they will miss games. But like I'm saying, I I, I don't think those guys will play. So if it's a yeah situation where you might lose games on the back end by holding them i don't think right. that's worth the risk i'd rather stream i mean it's silly season there's so much value out there in the waiver wire go get some of it and could if we are playing roto or we have a head-to-head -head league that for unknown reasons goes to the very end of the season are we like is malachi flynn a guy that we're totally trusting if van vliet's shut down is that kind of where you're leaning as the top top option Flynn and Chris Boucher would probably be my my top yeah. two guys. I'd, I'd probably go Boucher just because of the, the per minute factor. And then Malachi Flynn right. in five starts averaged 14 points, 2.6 triples, four boards, five dimes, 0.8 steals, and just 0.4 turnovers. Those are very yeah. serviceable numbers, whether you're in and, Roto season long or DFS. And most of that magic, though, our time's up. Most of that magic, though, was earlier in the season, right? It was. That was when, when Van Vliet was out, I believe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, assuming Van Vliet's out again and Flynn gets some starts, he could absolutely be a guy to watch. Yeah. All right, Ryan, thanks. Uh, go back to your prolonged, what I assume is a prolonged victory lap around your house with this uh, championship. I was out of breath to start. Hopefully you couldn't tell. All right. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Seamless. Okay. See ya. All right. Next up now is Zach Hanshu. Zach, uh, as we expected, just as we predicted here on April 6th, the top order of business for you and I to discuss is, of course, Ish Smith. That just, just as we always knew it would come down to. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, this was on my bingo card uh, from the start of the season. So yeah. went ahead and, and put the marker on that one. Uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and start yeah. off by talking some Ish here. Um, and then we can go into some other uh, waiver wire pickups for this week if you're still playing until the end of the week. Um, but Ish Smith, man, uh, he's a guy that I think is, you know, being overlooked right now in favor of some of the other 
kind of hotter waiver wire guys like an Obi Top and Emmanuel mm-hmm. Quickly, Isaiah Hardenstein type of guys. Um, Smith had uh, 14 assists last night. He went for 11, 14, and 8. Um, he's averaged 11 and a half points, 8 and a half assists, 3 and a half uh, or 3.8 rebounds, 1.8 triples, and a steal over his last four. Uh, he's playing the most minutes of any point guard right now in uh, you know the kind of muddled uh, point guard situation for the Wizards. Right. He's rostered in just 6% of Yahoo leagues right now, and he has three more games for the rest of the week. So he's a guy that I think should be, you know, obviously widely available in Yahoo leagues and a guy that I would really be looking to, to pick up right now. Um, also shooting better than 50% from the field. So for a point guard, that's excellent as well. And a good matchup on Wednesday, if you're hearing this on Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks, who uh known to give up some big games to perimeter players here and there. So, uh, yeah, you got to like that. I mean, I, I don't know that we're going to see anything better. Uh, 11, 8, and 14 is the best. I don't know how far you have to comb back in the Ish Smith annals, the <laughs> lengthy Ish Smith archives to find a game that good, but that's a legit stat line, and there's a couple other good ones that preceded it. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board. And did you mention 6% rostered in Yahoo for anyone still going? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, did we close the book on Ish? Should we move to another one of the other guys you just mentioned here? Yeah, let's move on, man. Um, two Knicks that I really like this week, and again, as I mentioned, are really yeah. you know very popular guys. Emmanuel quickly, forty six percent rostered, um, fresh off a his first career triple double. Uh, I think it's yeah. his first career triple double. You know, the other night, um, and still available in fifty four percent of leagues. Uh, Eighteen seven and seven over his last three. Um, so finally getting the minutes. Uh, he he had a good end of season last year when he finally started seeing some more playing time. Uh, so with the Knicks eliminated from playoff contention, uh, he should absolutely be seeing plenty of minutes to close out the season. Uh, as should Obi Toppin, who's just twenty eight percent rostered. Uh, no Julius Randle. And Toppin has scored 20 points in each of his last two games. Both of these guys have three more games to play this week. So if you're looking to add, uh, I would definitely be looking to pick both of these guys up. Yeah, and and let's just extend this beyond just this last you know week or half week that we have left. Because I think this quickly thing is interesting, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. But to me... The, you know, every time we've talked about quickly as a waiver, waiver wire pickup, I've been a little bored by it, to be honest, because, yeah, he can be an exciting guy to watch for the Knicks if you watch the Knicks. But fantasy wise, it's kind of just been points, threes yeah. and really nothing else for the most part. But lately, we're seeing some signs that this guy does have a higher ceiling. You mentioned the triple double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, two steals. The game before that, 17, seven and seven with two steals. I mean, if you're just looking back through, you know, you've got some six assist games some five assist games you've been getting boards consistently. So. What do you think? Are we starting to see the emergence of quickly as a guy who can be a more well-rounded fantasy player and a guy that we should be targeting, you know, later in drafts next year? Yeah, I think it's interesting. And I, I especially think it's interesting, uh, you know, if we just spin this in a dynasty league, um, you know, if you have yeah. quickly, I, I think you've got to love what you're seeing. But at the same time, you got to be concerned that he's just seeing this playing time as the season winds on. And, you know, there's right. nothing to get out of the Knicks at this point. Uh, Tibbs got extended. So is quickly really going to see more minutes moving forward. I mean, that's kind of like a right. death sentence for a younger player. And they still have guys like Alec Burks and, you know, Deuce McBride, a favorite of mine, who's not going to see playing time. And unfortunately, I've right. seen some mocks recently that are drafting Ty Ty Washington to the Knicks, which just is going to muddle things up even further. Um, so, yeah, I, I think next year he's worth a shot at the end of drafts. 
But with the caveat that uh, you might just be wanting to cut bait on him pretty quickly, he's probably going to have a short fantasy fantasy leash as he usually does. You brought me back to reality very quickly, <laughs> very effectively there, Zach. Um, yeah, it's a really fair point, and I think we kind of have to have the same outlook on Obi Toppin for now, a guy who's also showing you know an intriguing fantasy game, and would be really fun to see him get the opportunity uh, heading into next year. But we kind of for now, I have to assume that's not going to be the case with Tibbs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think it would be very interesting to see what the Knicks do in the offseason. I know there were some rumblings yeah. that Randall wanted out of there. Um, and you could just kind of tell by his body language and his play. He just seemed uninterested as the season went on. Um, you know, yeah. some of those those box scores were just horrendous. Uh, the effort that he was putting forth, uh, it was no way comparable to what he did last year when he was most improved player. So if they end up shipping him out, uh, I think quickly would be a huge winner and a guy that would, uh, you know, he would get late round uh, love and maybe even some mid round love as well if he was the starter going into the season. All right, Zach, as always, thanks for stopping by. I will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one, man. All right. Yeah, you too. See ya. All right, now to talk a little late season, well, I should say playoff betting outlook for some of these teams that we haven't even talked about yet. It's Von Dalzell. Von, first things first, when when last we talked, you and I were feeling great about our teams in the company league. We both had buys. Everything was great. Like We were, we were going to clash in the finals, and uh, we both came up short of the title, so I just want to take a moment to lament that. Yeah, I think I'm going to silence for sure. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> it was March, uh, and the dogs are barking in March. So, the course, the two favorites were the ones to lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Makes sense. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> tough. Tough. Jonas Nader put a serious uh, underdog uh, yeah, beatdown on me, basically. So, that yeah. was a tough one to take. But, uh, yeah, so spinning this ahead to the playoffs, the real-life playoffs, not the fantasy playoffs, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about teams that you – are feeling like fading. So let's let's do this. And I know maybe we start with a team near and dear to your heart here. Yeah, I mean the Chicago Bulls are just in a tailspin right now. It's yeah. it's so bad that the me- national media has caught up to what they've been doing against teams that are top four in each respective conference. Um, the Bulls against the Eastern Conference, one win and twelve losses. They've lost twelve straight games. I was there for the game that they actually won against the Celtics, the first one of the season. After that, they haven't beat uh, you know the Celtics. Uh, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Heat. Uh, and then when you look at the top four in the West, they're just as bad. So lately, you know, Alonzo Ball for the rest of the season, we know that Zach Levine's been wrestling with some knee issues. DeMar DeRozan continues to carry this team, but that's only going to go so far. You're going to have to fade this team in the first round. I think there's a really good chance they get swept. Uh, no matter who they're matched up with, like I said, those top four teams own them, including Joel Embiid and Giannis. Uh, so look for the Bulls that get swept early on and the only over you should be betting for the bulls is demar Derozan's. man the lonzo thing was just crushing for this team right that was half the defense him and caruso that was such a good fit <laughs> such a good fit and he was looking so good on that team i i remember thinking before lonzo went down the bulls were one of those teams that i looked at with envy when the hawks were really struggling like man look at that team they, yeah they just have so many nice pieces there and then he goes from like sore knee to like he's we haven't seen him again in yeah. like the blink of an eye. So that's crushing. I mean, beyond that and like this Levine knee trouble, like is there anything else you can point to that's wrong with this team? I mean, a lot. The defense has always been the issue. I mean, Vucevic yeah. as your center, that's, you know, he's a great offensive talent. He moves the ball. He's a great right. screen setter. But defensively, there's a lot of issues with Nikola Vucevic. And then when you got, you know, Patrick Williams was injured, another guy, first round pick, you know, fourth overall pick. Right. And then Javante Green's your starting forward. 
so yeah, there's been a lot of issues with them all season, but I definitely think they're going to get bounced. And I mean, I'm glad you looked at the Bulls at Envy at some point because now I look at the Hawks with that same emphasis. So uh, congratulations wow. on your team probably going to advance farther than my team. I mean, I oh yeah, well, we'll possibly I'll believe that when I see it. But, <laughs> but yeah, by the way, quickly, I don't want to spend too long on the Bulls. Patrick Williams is back and has had a few intriguing yeah. box scores. So just on a bright note. Late round fantasy guy next year. I think there could be some fun there. I agree. Um, let's let's keep it in the East. What are, what are your thoughts on the Cavs? Uh, the Cavs, my other team I grew up loving as well. I was a big LeBron guy, so I had to follow him around. But once he left, I wasn't going to be like the rest of everybody else and stay with him. So I still rock with LeBron. <laughs> but the Cavs have been a fun team to watch in general this season. They've been in the same atmosphere as the Bulls when we talk about covering spreads, fun to watch, young and exciting. Uh, they might do some damage in the East. No, not so much. The Cavs just blew a game to the Magic. They're two and eight in their last ten games. I mean, they got they lost they got losses against the Bulls, against the Lakers, against your Hawks, uh, of course yep. the Magic. Like I said, so it's just it's it's really bad right now for this team in general as well without Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and I love Moses yeah. Brown. Laurie Markkinen's playing very well. Darius Garland's an All Star, but uh, this team just is another team that's probably gonna get swept in the first round. Yeah, and the ominous thing. I mean, on a on a positive note, it's sounding like Mobley could be back this week from that ankle injury, but. The latest report, latest blurb we have on NBC Sports Edge about Jared Allen is, I believe, according to Joe Varden of The Athletic, it's a matter of if, not when, yeah. Allen is back from his injury. So, I mean, that that's pretty ominous for Cleveland. We got about a minute left. I think you wanted to talk jazz. This is a team you've kind of been <laughs> like look, taking the long-term uh, pessimistic outlook on all year, right? Yeah, and then uh, the All-Star week hit, and after that, I was like, this team is not as good as I thought it was still, which is an issue because <laughs> I thought they'd be a lot better with Gobert coming back and everyone back in the mix. But, you know, when they made a couple trades, I wasn't – I, I didn't love what they did at the All-Star, the trade deadline this season. I thought that might have made them a little worse. But lately, I mean, mm-hmm. they lost five straight before they've won two of their last three. And, you know, they played some good teams. They lost to Brooklyn, Boston, you know, Dallas, the Clippers, the Hornets, uh, and the Warriors. Yeah. So those are all good teams. But when you're in the playoffs, you only play good teams. Uh, so you right. got to fade the Jazz at this point. I think that we could see the last of the uh, the Mitchell, Conley, and Gobert trio this season. I think one of them has to go. And I think the Jazz will probably make that decision this offseason. I think one of them has to go to Atlanta, and his name is Donovan Mitchell. We're talking real here. Let's just go ahead and put that out. Wouldn't that be a dream come true, huh? Let's just put that into the world. Wow, that's a good good note to end on. Um, Vaughn, appreciate it. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yep, have a good one, Matt. Thank you. All right, yeah, see ya. All right, we got two writers still to go. First, we're going to take a quick break. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000 twice this week. On Wednesday, we're rolling out a special contest leading into Celtics versus Bulls. And on Friday, we'll have another one for tip-off between the Hornets and Bulls, Von Dalzell's Bulls. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it right now. And speaking of right now, Brad Stonebreaker's here, hitting out of the customary cleanup spot. Brad, clean up. Did you play baseball? Were you a baseball player at any point in your life? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I did like two years of t-ball, and that was uh, that, that was it for me. Yeah, not not my thing. Okay, <laughs> uh, where do you want to start? I, I have a name. I have the name Dante Divincenzo on oh, my no. list from you. That seems like it's a good place of any to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll start there. Um, firstly, in last night's loss to the Pelicans, he he, he just simply put, he he was bad. He he was six points, yeah. two, two of eight shooting, uh, two steals, four turnovers, uh, which hurts, but. Before last night, he was he was playing really well. He had a seven game stretch before last night, um, all played without De'Aaron Fox, of course, and he was putting up fifth round numbers: uh, five point six boards, four point four dimes, two point seven threes, and two steals per game uh, in those seven. Uh, now he was shooting below forty percent from the field, but he's never been the most efficient guy. He's only had one season yeah. uh, shooting above forty two percent all in all, just on the season uh, as a whole. So. I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary. Um, I was especially high on him yesterday because uh, I saw on Twitter that Alvin Gentry said he was going to dial back Davion Mitchell's minutes uh, for the last three games, last night's included. And then Gentry played Davion Mitchell 40 minutes, uh, 10 minutes more than the next highest king. So clearly that's not going to be a thing at all. Yes. So he Gentry wanted to watch his his uh, Davion's workload, which I thought would bode well for right. Divincenzo, but I I don't, I don't know. I, I I guess Gentry is not someone we can really trust. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can't. I mean, I know Davion Mitchell's kind of an old rookie at twenty three, but we're really we're really we're really gonna watch his minutes these I last know. few games. I don't understand it. It's the same thing when Nate McMillan arbitrarily decides to play Trey Young like thirty seven minutes instead of forty in a close game, and the Hawks <laughs> lose because that those three extra minutes they went down by like ten points. That's what happened last night against the Raptors. But I'm not bitter about that at all. <laughs> um, as for Divincenzo, I mean, I, I agree with you. There's a lot to like about his you know fantasy skill set, and I don't. I think the field goal percentage is relatively low volume, so that's not really crushing. Mm -hmm. He's likely headed for a restricted free agency. Um, and we don't always say this about players, but all things considered, would we want to see him stay in Sacramento? Like, Or do you think this is more of a late-season perfect storm situation, a la Emmanuel Quickly, where we head into next season and it's crowded again and everyone's healthy, and or or we just don't know? Any of those, which of those do you land on? I mean, assuming Fox does come back to this team, I'm not all too high on DiVincenzo. I think he's kind of soaking yeah. up a little more of the playmaking uh, that Fox would be doing. Um, obviously, Halliburton's not there. Not being there may help him, but also then there's the emergence of Mr. 40 minutes per game, Davion Mitchell, who's... Yeah. I, it looks like there to stay. I mean, he's been playing really well. Career-high 17 assists last night, too. His previous high was 10 um, in his 40 minutes, again, 
<laughs> and also with 15 points in a triple. So, I, I mean, if everything stays the same and Fox is actually healthy, I don't think I'll be targeting DiVincenzo all too all too high. But mm-hmm. uh, the Kings don't play till their Saturday Sunday back to back to wind up the season. So, if you, I, I wouldn't say be aggressive to make a move, especially because he only has two games. But if you've been holding this long, I'd say get over uh, yesterday's. Uh, kind of dud, and I, th- I think he has. He could have two more games, two more good games left in him. By the way, if you are still playing this late in the season, the Saturday Sunday back to back is a really good one to know about. So file away your Sacramento Kings if you are, because uh, extra game to be gained there yes. somewhere. Yes, uh, we got a minute and change left. I think you want to talk about the San Antonio point guard situation quickly, Brad. Yeah, uh, Dejounte Murray's got an upper respiratory illness, missed his last three, but. Uh, he also said on Twitter he's lost around seven to eight pounds. He said that on Monday, which is just crazy. Um, Trey Jones yeah. has been filling in, second-year guard. He, uh, in those three starts, last three games, 13.7 points on really good shooting, 5.3 boards, 8.7 assists, 1.3 steals, and not not a single turnover in those three games. Wow. And That's good for top 50 numbers. Um, he's now started nine games overall, and his averages look pretty pretty similar to those numbers I just spit out there. I'm so he's just really just getting it done. He doesn't make mistakes. Not a good three-point shooter. Uh 7 of 44 on the season, wow. uh, which is below 15, 16%. So that, that's not a that's not good. So I wouldn't expect that out of him, but every, Andre Drummond esque I, I know. Andre Drummond esque three-point shooter. Yes, <laughs> very much so. So I wouldn't expect anything there, but basically everything else is looking really really good and he's kind of found his stride seemingly quickly like in and out of the lineup when DeJounte's out he's useful when he's not he's not so useful sort of thing um yeah and the Spurs have three more games so if you're still if you're still duking it out I, I I think snagging him off the wire if he's still there which isn't isn't the worst idea especially um Pop said that Murray was improbable to play on Thursday so right if you can even milk one game out of him maybe two I think that would be worth it Right. So wait, did you say the Spurs play three? Our timer's up, but did you say the Spurs play three more games? I believe they play three more games. Yes, they played yesterday. They play Thursday. Yes. And they play Saturday. And then I think everyone plays Sunday. So I think they got three more. Oh, okay. So the Sp- okay, right. So the Spurs are Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. another <laughs> another Saturday Sunday team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like it, Brad. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you soon. All right, he's here to close things out. As usual, Jared Johnson. Jared, uh, I think there's only one place we can start, and I'll let you uh, get it going for us. Uh, Matt, he did it again last night. He did it again last night. Jalen Money Green dropped in his fifth straight 30-piece. 12 of 23 shooting, six boards, two assists, four triples, one steal, a block, just two turnovers and 41 minutes of floor time. Now, I believe the last time I was on this podcast screaming about Jalen Money Green, uh, I predicted he could have uh, Anthony Edwards-esque second half. Well, since the All-Star break, he's been flirting with top 65 value behind averages of 21.9 points, 3.9 boards, 3.2 assists, 3.2 triples, 0.8 steals, 0.5 blocks, and just 1.5 turnovers per contest on 47.6% shooting. I love watching this. You got to like it. I love it. 
You got to like it. And those last five, 530-plus point games, 31.2 points, 5.23s. I mean, yeah, you got to be really excited on the one hand. And Raf and I were talking about this, I believe, last week. I mean, and maybe you and I should talk in a minute about where we're going to draft this guy. But I do think the homework assignment is pretty obvious for Jalen Green when it comes to fantasy. And that is we got to crank up one of those defensive categories a little bit. Yeah, that or or it could just be even more scoring. Like if his scoring jumps from yeah. twenty to twenty five, you know, and his assist numbers come up a little bit from three to five. I mean that that could also do it. I, I'm I'm incredibly excited to see like what he can do, what he's able to add to his toolkit uh, this offseason because he's very very uh developed already i mean like when you watch yeah. him play he has the ball on a string he has a step back three he can slither path the slither past his defenders by basically putting his man to sleep with his amazing handles uh, and then he also has his uber athleticism but uh super important he does not rely on that he will flash it from time to time but it's not it's not something that is is required for his game it's just kind of a nice bonus um, I mean, I just see this guy being a star. Where would I take him next year? I think that I would be comfortable looking his way. Shoot, around round six, maybe. I mean, if he if he's on the same similar trajectory as Anthony Edwards, uh, yeah. he had basically a top forty season this year. Um, I think I would be fine taking a risk in round six. I think I would be too. But will you be able to get him there, or is this going to be a guy who? just flies up draft boards based on this finish and it's getting to be pretty noisy jared i feel like this is one finish that is going to resonate with people it's just my sense in terms of his adp next year yeah that's true i mean he could be someone that definitely climbs into the top 40 range which i'm not yeah. sure that would that would be a little bit much for me but uh right. either way i'm just going to be a, a huge fan of this guy for his career and i just very much yeah. enjoy watching him play no, no doubt. And along this, along the lines of the steals, this is a relatively small number, but in the G League 15 games, he did average a steal and a half. So yeah. we have seen an indication that he can be a plus steals guy. And you would think with all of the skill set that you mentioned, it, it's feasible to easily get it above one steals per game. And as far as ADP, I, I think I'd feel pretty good at, if this guy was like the fifth player I drafted. Yeah. You know, if you're telling me he's like the fourth I might say, well, there's there's more sure things there in that you know top fifty that I might feel better about, but and I, I just I don't know what's going to be feasible. We won't know obviously till the fall, but yeah, I guess we're kind of in the same ballpark there. Yeah, I don't I don't love gambling uh, during the fourth round uh, as much as I like Jalen Green and as much as I think that yeah. he could certainly get to that level. I, I don't want to. I want something more sure uh, in round right. four. Who, Minute left. Who who won our job at? I mean, technically, I didn't get the the statistics. I said twenty and ten. Certainly didn't have okay. those ten dimes. Uh, right. But I just feel. Remind me what the bet was. I think the bet was just twenty ten, and he okay. he certainly didn't reach his assist numbers. Uh, but I feel like I won in spirit <laughs> uh, because he certainly had uh, a top fifty season. I would argue more closer to top thirty. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to penalize him for the turnovers. Um, one thing that wasn't a part of our bet that I was toying with the idea of including was the steals numbers. And that's really what what did it was the 1.2 steals yeah. per game. Um, and then also just like the efficiency. He he got his shooting up to 49.3%. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he shot, he, he banged in 1.5 triples, 34, 34% shooting from distance. He's only 22 years yeah. old. He's going to get better. Uh, I will be very comfortable selecting him in the second round next season. But I've, I've turned the corner. I've turned the corner. Are, if, if that's what you're wondering. I don't know if that's what you're wondering. I, I, I guess I lost the bet in, in, in principle, but I feel I won it in yes. spirit. <laughs> I, I would say that's fair. I would say that's fair. And our timer just went off. I'm not sure if you heard it. But yeah, I've turned the corner on John Fantasy. I guess I just needed to see it, right? And maybe I was putting too much weight on where he was on the fantasy rankings leaderboards. But, you know, I had those it was mainly free throw percentages and turnovers and not enough steals, et cetera, et cetera. But he's, he's done it. I've yeah. seen it. And I, too, will be fighting you for him in the early rounds <laughs> sounds good all right that is going to do it was brad's here does brad want a last word is that what's going on here is brad is brad gonna step in stonebreaker's last word is that what's happening here i guess i do yeah <laughs> okay because i saw it i was about to sign off and i saw this wistful look in brad's eyes like <laughs> i kind of want to say one more thing i want to do what raf does and, and have the last word yeah let's hear it yeah i mean elephant in the room hasn't been brought up the lakers uh they're 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 done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're 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 toast. I mean done. They're done, Brad. Ooh. I know. They, I mean they've been done for since October, but they're since like they officially... Russell, they've been done. I know. It, it it stings, it hurts, and I I just really hope they they do something in the offseason, see what Man. GM LeBron wants to do and I don't know. I don't know. Brad, I'm gonna forward you. I I think it was something that Bill Orham wrote in the Athletic, if I remember correctly. It's bleak. Their options are few, I know. not many. Um, I know. How, I don't. It's fixing this team is like a riddle and a puzzle, and I don't know how you're going to do it. Russ, does Russell have another year on his contract? I think it's a player option. I believe. Oh, he's taking that. Yeah, I know. Oh, I I would take it if I was him. This story was basically. Oh, it was John Hollinger. I'm sorry, it was John Hollinger. I believe who wrote about this. And it's like the only player Russell Westbrook can be traded for is John Wall. And it's like, it's a mess. Oh, jeez, It's a mess. I'm yeah. just going to paraphrase it. They have no picks. Yeah. <laughs> it, I felt like their season was going, because they pulled off that Buddy Heald trip. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. All right. It's, I think I think uh I think it's time to go actually. <laughs> okay. Brad, um, Brad regretting his, uh, his decision to return. I should have left when I had the chance. <laughs> so you wait around and you're coming back you're getting the last word i know all right guys that's gonna do it for us don't forget to subscribe to the show on apple podcast on spotify wherever you listen take a minute to rate and review us as well we'll be back on friday with a waiver wire awards show i want to say thanks to everyone for listening and watching live thanks to all of our writers ryan zach vaughn brad jared thanks for sticking around guys i'll talk to you soon of course Matt. thank you catch you next time Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 